to our anime show. I'm Binge Monster. And I'm a green queen, a.k.a. Miss Green. So, this week... Let's bring in my mic closer here. My god. (laughs) Uh, So this week, Netflix put out pictures of the cast of Avatar The Last Airbender live action. Um, I know this episode isn't at all about this, but I feel a responsibility to say something about it because it it is so high on my radar and it's Avatar. This is where the journey all began, right? So you saw it, right? Like, what did you think? Listen, I by no means should really have any say. Uh-huh. So take my my opinion with a grain of salt. Sure. But costumes look great, I think. Yeah. I think costumes costuming looks great. Uh-huh. I think hair is bad. Mm. I don't think the hair is good, especially in particular. Um, oh, Azula. Mm. I think her hair is very not great. Yeah. And it's probably all her hair, her actual hair, that actress. So I was like, huh. Yeah. Um, But then, then it's like kind of a lot of the hair looks synthetic to me. Mm. But as far as like wardrobe looks great, I think the actors look pretty good. Oh, and this guy, Zhao, Admiral mm. Zhao. I'm like, something about the chops just ain't doing it for me, brother. Um, <laughs> so not to come in with a lot of hate, but I think it's I think it looks I don't know. There's something about it that feels lower budget than what I was expecting. Mm. Even the lighting. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. Like there's something about the way they're lit where it feels almost like I mean, I guess these are screenshots, so maybe it will be different. I don't know. God, I'm coming in with a lot of negativity. Um listen, this is a precious the- franchise that deserves its respect after it got dragged through the mud with M9 Shyamalan's lack of self-love <laughs> and <laughs> pursuit of whatever that was. I don't know. Um, and I don't know. People are genuinely concerned about this being good, right? Oh, and yeah. I, I feel like when we talked about this on the podcast a year and a half plus ago, we were talking about how the creators – one of the reasons the creators left is because they wanted to find – they wanted Netflix to, like, adamantly agree to, like, properly cast these characters as not white people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was some language that – like got in the way of that and they were like listen if you can't agree to this we'll dip and it looks like they you know cast correctly right like it looks like they did what they should have done here so i mean all eyes have been on them since the creators walked let's be Mm -hmm. like very transparent about that it's i'm worried about it my initial take is similar for sure i was reading a lot of comments that people are really worried about azula especially because she looks very precious. Yeah. And she looks sweet. And not that that may be the actress's fault or whatever. It's just like, you know, maybe they're going with a really, like, naive take. And then maybe, like, throughout the series she becomes darker. I don't know. All I know is, is at first glance, that's the character I'm the most worried about. Because mm-hmm. you got to, like, nail that. 
that is such a great, amazing character, and I'm worried about it. Iroh looks good to me, though. Iroh looks amazing. I listen. Here's the thing, though. I have been on board with the Iroh casting since day uh-huh. one. I yeah. that guy is a he's amazing. Yeah, he's great. He's fantastic. I saw him in Kim's Convenience. Yep. And he absolutely steals the show. Like he's 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 going to be great. He's got like great comedic timing, and he's just yeah. Like, he also feels, you know, yeah. Like, you know, something. he's got it. Yeah, he's also, got it. I, I also feel like they nailed the Fire Lord too. I don't I don't know how you feel about that. I I know oh, I've seen yeah. him on a lot of stuff. I think he's going to be a great villain. Oh yeah, Daniel Zay Kim is. Yeah. Oh yeah. He is so 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 good. I think that's gonna be and he, he looks great too. Like something about him and that, that beard could could be very questionable, but something about that something about him there, it looks very good to me. Yeah. These have to be just portraits. Like these cannot be stills from the actual these have to be kind of like stage portraits. Probably. That's what I'm gonna say. Portraits on set. So that gives me a little bit more like, ah, okay, like the lighting is looks like a portrait lighting as opposed Maybe. to like this is a, a real life set still, lighting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, well, I'll I'll give it that. We'll see. I mean, uh, creating the set of Avatar could not have been an inexpensive endeavor for Netflix if they're going to do it right, right? Like, I mean, the 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 design of the Avatar world is so beautiful and fluid, and ah, uh, it just it just Lush. is. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, a weight on the shoulders of the of the set designers for this. I can uh, only imagine. Um, mm-hmm. anyways, I, I just had to, I had to say something about this cause it's, it's so fresh on my mind. You're so right. You're so right. I think that also to go back to Azula, I would give this girl a little credit because to be fair, they're cast at the right age. Yeah. And like, she has a baby face and I think that's where this like, um, potentially, um, what's it called? Like, she has a younger face, so of course people are thinking that she looks more, like, naive or what have you, childlike, yep. if you will. Like, I think, but I, you know, I mean, it, there's something there. There's a glint in that eye that looks like it's crazed. And to be also fair, in season one, she doesn't really have a huge role. She, she like, I yeah. think pops up in, like, maybe a Zuko flashback from their childhood when they're really young and, like is a little bit annoying back then, but she's nothing like the demon she grows up to be. So, I mean, in season one, she no. doesn't, I don't think really have to be menacing, uh, psycho manipulative, you know, person, person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I just, yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to touch on that because it's, it's exciting and I can't, I can't wait to see more. Uh, but this week we're we were really focused on paranoia agent and mm-hmm. uh wanted to close out Halloween month strong with something dark and creepy and <laughs> I don't know why we do this to ourselves to watch another Satoshi Kone you know <laughs> anything. Anything. It's he he's 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 a he's a piece of work. <laughs> Yeah, and so is his work. It is <laughs> <It's> the work? <laughs> he certainly left a legacy. 
And it's the thing is, like, I think we've said this before, like, as much as I'm teasing, I'm like, I know that this is objectively great and like objectively a cool, interesting, very specific art Mm -hmm. and style. Yeah. And we respect that for the culture. And at the same time, yeah, <laughs> it gives me the ick. <laughs> yeah, enough. Gives me the ick. I mean, you know, we we. I, well, I won't speak for you because I'm, you know, not going to do that. But I watch anime <laughs> because I get something out of it. I get entertainment from it. I learn from it. I I feel like I grow from it. And I cannot one hundred percent say that was the case with this series. <laughs> I don't know that I. You know, I'm a better person for watching it. I don't know that I enjoyed a lot of the things that it touches upon. Just as an observer of that content, um, was it a masterpiece? Probably to someone. Probably. And yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah. What? Did, who was on? Um, oh, last week we had. A Burnsy with us, right? A Burnsy. He gave mm-hmm. his definition of a masterpiece. And I feel like that really validates that for me, maybe this wasn't a masterpiece, but <laughs> I can appreciate why it would be for others. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, it was like we had a story. And then we had another story. And then mm-hmm. we had another story. And like all of them were disturbing and unsettling through very various different subjects and themes I did not know we would be touching. Yeah. And right? yeah, like, oh, oh, yeah. Like, I was why? like, really? We're doing this now? Yeah. We're doing this? It was kind of like that for like a lot of the things as they were brought up and as people and the cast grew larger, larger. But you know what? I should have known from the very opening. I was going to say that. Oh, hate. Oh, God, I hate it. It's just it's just like all the characters that you eventually meet and they're just like staring forward, grin from ear to ear, like laughing. Tell me what you thought of when you saw that. Because I I wonder mm. if we went the same way. I had a very clear idea in my <laughs> head when I first saw that, but I don't know if you did. Of, like, what the series what was going it, to no, be no, about that, then? That moment that you just touched on. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to share from my experience. Go ahead. It immediately gave me that fish hook feeling as though there was a hook from within inside of my tummy. <gasps> That I get from the small titans in Attack on Titan. <laughs> no, really, like they looked like it little was... titans, didn't they? Like with the smile, yeah, like, the little, yeah. The little, I'm not talking about act- anatomically looking like titans. Of I course, just mean that like that anxiousness that you feel when you see that clearly non-organic smile i don't know yeah yeah no you, i'm i'm there with you i'm there with you on this i'm totally there with you on this it was very like i uh, just like it, it, it gets of like i want to be like why are you laughing yeah, yeah. why are you fucking laughing yeah. <laughs> like does what it's supposed to do very visceral reaction very visceral general uneasiness yes 
it wasn't it's not precious see the thing the thing that you usually see is even when like <laughs> fucked up things are happening in the show there's a yeah. level of preciousness in the opening that juxtaposes that where you go why are you doing this to the children right like like in promise neverland it's this like hopeful song yeah and you see the kids playing tag in the backyard and you're like there's hope there's no hope. There's no hope for that series. God, well, if I if I make a billion dollars one day, I'm remaking season two. <laughs> I swear it here this day. That those kids deserved better. They deserved better. They really did. I I didn't mean to um to spark that, but it's so hard to not bring <laughs> that up. Um, but wait, wait, wait. But so going back to Paranoia Agent, though, what the but the outro did that a little bit. Yeah, I never fair. made it that far, but the outro very calming, very normal. Yeah. Very there's always, some, there's always some girl laying down with butterfly and rain. Like that's such an anime thing <laughs> in and of itself. Like Bleach has like five of those kinds of outros itself, you know, like Rukio and the mm-hmm. Hell Butterfly, this girl laying down in a field of butterfly. Like it's it's clearly like a fucking thing, you know. I don't. I don't know. And but the you're butterflies, right. the butterflies in this. To your point, clear theme. The butterfly imagery. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know what that's. About. Okay. The quick high level synopsis. Okay. Yes. Paranoia agent <laughs> Satoshi Kon's creation, not his last, but one of his greatest. One of the few series that he made that wasn't a film. Uh, we talked about some of his other earlier work. We did a review on Paprika and Perfect Blue, and he made those. Uh, so this story goes, there is a girl, she's an animator, she's created this character called Moromi. It's a dog, it's beloved in society, it has a TV show in the works, it's a book, it's- It's, it's like Hello Kitty. Think yeah. like, it's Hello Kitty. Yeah. It's exploding in popularity. Anyway, she's on a deadline to create a new character- She's going home and she gets hit over the head by a person and it's uh, turns out to be later the, the like this incident becomes like well known because she's the creator of Maromi and everybody loves that, you know, character. And so it, it hits the news and then people start to die and like or like people start to get attacked by the same thing and they have they share a similar description and then the, to- the 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 term "little slugger" is coined to like represent what this serial attacker is—a small child with a baseball cap with golden rollerblades and a baseball bat that's broken—is like the the caricature that is, you know, being sh- you know depicted as the assailant. Mm-hmm. And then the whole story is them trying to figure out. Who is it? And 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 it's she gets attacked and then somebody else gets attacked and the police are trying to figure out like how is this all connected? You know, how do they all know each other? And as the story unfolds, you learn that like one of the main things is that as a person who is going about their day begins to feel trapped like they have no way out, that is the common theme amongst all the victims. And then once that happens in a particular scene – you know, the little slugger shows up and like attacks them and puts them in the hospital or, or, or worse is like the, 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 the trend that you see. That's his like MO. 
right? Mm -hmm. And that's the high level summary. And you know, by the end, you got to figure out like who it was. There's going to be lots of spoilers in this conversation. There needs to be. Yeah, because both of us like had a different approach with with preparing for this episode, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Like that's fair to say. Your yours was I'm going to prepare and mine was I'm not fucking doing this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> mine was no. I'm a, I don't I love the podcast. I love you. I love our listeners and sometimes you got to protect yourself. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you got to protect your own peace. And this man has already slighted me, blindsided me before and I needed I needed to not do this. <laughs> I watched, there's, no, what? No, no, go ahead. For context, there's 11 episodes. I watched nine of them. And the last two, I was so frustrated that I was like, Binge Monster is just going to have to tell me. Because I, 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 I need to know if it's worth the next hour of my life because I'm upset. <laughs> And I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, um, it's, it's, well, actually, I think there's, there's 13 episodes and I think you watched 11. Um, oh, oh, okay. Well, whatever it was. Whatever. I, yeah. I only had like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, 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 the thing that makes this difficult to watch, at least from my perspective, is that. As I said, the common theme and the common thread amongst all the victims is that they, for various circumstances, and you see that in each of the different victims differently, find themselves in a place where they feel trapped. They have no other way out. And that's when the little slugger comes and, you know, they succumb to being attacked. And so mm-hmm. for every character that's different, it's Satoshi Kon and his really dark, just like complex web of plot trickery decides to explore really dark themes that do get people there and and so there was like for example there was a whole episode on suicide right and like oh yeah it was uh, it was portrayed in a way where there was like nothing wrong with it just three people who were consistently trying to find ways to do it and it it's dark and it yeah, I mean, it's like also kind of like unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that was needed. Mm-hmm. Um, there are episodes that touch on mental illness and multiple personality disorder and, you know, the child pornography. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one where I started to go, ah, why? There's, what are we doing? Are you, so are you, are you, oh, is this the one you're talking about? The um, the detective's daughter. Daughter. I had the camera. Yeah. I, see, yeah. I was swirling around that one too because at first I think I like was eating around the time that I was watching so I missed a couple of like moments and then it came to me that like I thought it was the father that had that set up. I thought it was the father that had that set up. Oh, but it 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 was the it was the it was actually the gangster who like oh. and, and so like he blackmailed the father. That was like coming yeah, and that's why that man initially turned to them and was like, "Okay, um, okay, all right, okay." Yeah. And, and so huh. yeah, the father. Uh, uh, at least that was my 
understanding after going back and like rewatch and later later stuff too is that like he mm. he was not the pervert in that situation although it was on his laptop and that i can't explain it was it was gross it was so and it and like the the oh god it, it made me so uncomfortable because that same character is the one that is with a bunch of um the he's he's tied in because he's sleeping with prostitutes correct yes he's sleeping with prostitutes yeah and he the last scene we have of him with the prostitute he says call me daddy mm-hmm. and i'm like i'm gonna vomit yeah, yeah. now yeah so that okay. was easily why i thought it was that and okay yeah. but i i i still i get the ick um oh absolutely yeah from all that again that was my interpretation of it i, I, I could be wrong obviously but my understanding was that like you know when they have that conversation around like, hey, this is for your wife and daughter, right? Like for your daughter, mm-hmm. someone has to struggle and like, you know, mm. and, and anyways, it, it's disgusting no matter yeah, how you look at it. It doesn't, it doesn't so... matter what happened there. It's all wrong. It's just wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I think, you know, um, so the, the through line is still that throughout all of these different stories that touch on all these different characters going through all these really horrible things, the police are really trying to figure out who it was. And halfway into the series, this like child who has this delusion that he is, you know, a savior uh, sent from God and like thinks that he's in this world that is not our own and is doing God's work. And he's kind of like a copycat of the real person he ends up dying mm-hmm. and being murdered by the real little slugger. And so more than halfway through, you're trying to figure out like, okay, then if it's, if it wasn't him who perfectly meet, you know, met the description and claimed to be mm-hmm. a little slugger as well and got caught in the act then who actually is the real little slugger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the, the story goes. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, it's, the artist uh of metal of metomi yeah is really doing it it's really the one the whole time so the first like yeah it gets me I... so so she that you learn this all in the kind of the final episode but there are hints towards it as you march towards the end, especially in the second to last episode, you, you kind of start to see some of these things, but she is Mm. a common thread amongst a Mm -hmm. lot of these things. She's hearing a lot of the stories and you see that throughout the whole thing. And she's really the only one besides the police who are keyed into all these, you know, different scenarios and, and so forth. And, um, and so it turns out that when she was a child, she had a dog named Maromi and it got ran over by a car and because she didn't know uh-huh. how to tell her father that it was her fault for like not paying attention for a moment, she made up a lie about a person that did it. And it met the description of this little slugger. And she just owned that lie forever. And that lie came from a moment where she was on the spot and had to explain like what happened to her, uh, to her dog, to her father. And so mm. that's where Maromi is a thought came through and that's where the little slugger idea this description of this solution to her anxiety around what her or her paranoia of what her father was going to do to her 
it, it, mm. it implies that he was like abusive or you know aggressive at the mm. minimum um that like that was her way out of the situation um and she has no idea yeah. until like the cop the not the one who gets fired but the the cop who sticks through the whole time straight up tells her and her whole world collapses it's this very like and armageddon scene where with the rise of anxiety the rise of maromi in society becomes bigger and bigger and bigger people start to like cling to it and like really aggressive ways as a means to cope with something and then when her whole world shout uh, starts to collapse this black ooze starts taking over almost like a tsunami just like floods the streets of the city and basically destroys it and that's it was it was like oh. very biological looking like it was the smoke but also this like ooze it was this weird black maybe plasma i don't know but it's Uh that was like her world coming down and the whole world destroying and anyways Uh you come at the very end you see the cop who and this is the part that i don't understand the one who got fired the one who Mm -hmm. who took the blame for the kid uh, who was the copycat who got murdered he took the blame for that guy dying in police custody that and was the captain or that was like that was the, the other captain. guy? Yeah, the captain. Okay. So the captain left and like left his wife and, you know, was in this other world huh. that resembled pre-war Japan. That's what that was supposed to be was like pre-World War II, you know, Japan. Interesting. And uh-huh. um, she found the main girl. Oh, my God. I'm forgetting her name. The artist. What is the main okay. girl's name? Sag- oh, I Saga- really. Saga- I don't know. I don't remember the main girl's name, which is so sad. <clears throat> Maromi. Oh, Tsukiko? Yes. Sagi. Yeah. So he saw Tsukiko in there, and like after the world exploded outside of this little world, he comes out and he goes, Wow, it was just like before the war. And then I was like, wait, what is going on? Like, I was like, what, what is happening? And at the very end, I was just like looking for answers because I was just like, what? Okay, I get it. She's the, she's the, like, as her delusions got stronger, as her paranoia got stronger, she clearly has created this alter ego. She's going around hurting people. Makes sense. She was in the police station when the boy was there. So she had access. Okay, got it. She's the villain. But what? is the st- what like why does this story exist like what what did i just watch yeah so i, I i'm gonna read you this reddit post that i found um oh okay that i thought was like really interesting and like maybe this will really put this into perspective here give me a reason to watch one more hour of this thing <laughs> in this reddit post so this uh the username for this uh uh reddit poster is jakeinator21 and uh he wrote this a year ago he says in my opinion the most logical explanation i've found for a paranoia agent is that at its core it's a metaphorical criticism of Japan's inability to accept the role they played in World War II. 
and of the various ways that victimhood, escapism, and denial permeated Japan society as a result of the atomic bomb. So, yeah, it's interesting because that theme comes, there are themes of that he talks about here of like escapism that come up throughout. There was the, mm-hmm. the the captain's wife who was just like, all you do is like watch TV to numb yourself and you go for these like short-term moments of happiness, but you're not dealing with the real problems. And, and like all of these mm. characters are looking, begging for a way out of their shame or their stress and what have you. And many of them find elation in just being killed. I don't know if that you saw that, but that was like a common theme is that a lot of them are like happier once they've become victims of yes right like of little slugger yeah exactly so um so i thought that was interesting it says in short little slugger is initially fabricated by sukiko's inability to own up to her own irresponsible actions as i said that the dog she lost attention and it got hit by a car uh, her own irresponsible mm-hmm. actions will lead to the real-life Morumi's death by doing so she's simply a victim and can absolve herself of responsibility by being a victim mm-hmm. and um but on a larger scale the destruction of the city was the fault of little slugger and not the people that fueled his existence the black goo is what little slugger evolves into as a result of people's continued reliance on the escape from responsibility that being his victim offered them after surveying the destruction of the city the captain makes a comment that says it's just like after the war ended whether the destruction is literal or not doesn't really matter because metaphorically little slugger represents the role that the atomic bomb played in making Japan a victim of world war two rather than the aggressor. Ah, um, he says, and this is the last part. Interesting. The ultimate implication of the final episode is that the failure to acknowledge and reconcile Japan's role in the war and the destruction it eventually brought upon them will inevitably lead history to repeat itself. So that is the take that I was like. Interesting take. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Those, deep. Those themes are there. No question. They're justified. Yeah. For sure. I agree. Justified. Um, but it's just interesting because you and I have talked about a number of things that we've watched mm-hmm. really relating back to World War II and and how mm-hmm. it, you know. We talked about this at the top of the month when we were talking about the horror genre in general and how World War II was an influence to the mutation of characters like Godzilla from, you know, artists studying the effects of radiation on people and so forth. So anyways, I just I don't know if that would encourage you to watch the last hour. It certainly doesn't have to, but it definitely gives you like food for thought as to like the themes that I think I think so. I think I will finish it. Uh, you know, all jokes aside, but I it, I honestly I'm more inclined to finish it just cuz I finally know. Like a binge monster, I was really like it's going to be nobody or I'm going to get no answers and that was uh. going to kill me because again, like spoilers, I ended on the, this episode that just is like fast turn pacing of like different stories. Mm that feels so made up where little little slugger comes and hits somebody or whatever. And I was just like, man, you know, like, and they're all heavy and they're all hard. And I, and it was just like one after the other in 30 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, 
I don't want to do this anymore. I, I and and because I because I was like, will this all be for me not having the answer? Which is uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm fine with that. Right. Obviously, sometimes I'm fine with that. I'm an artist, but like for this, I was like, I literally, mm. I'm I'm so angry now. Yeah. You've put so much in front of me, and I deserve yeah. an answer. Yeah. <laughs> about this now yeah. was how i felt watching this no it's so valid so i think you're referring to the episode where there was like the the ladies in the in the uh you know yes. quad of their apartment complex just shredding like off story. yeah gossiping just different stories oh well i heard or the truth is or i heard from such and such and such right and then there's that woman from out of town that episode is also really dark and how it ends and that when she gets back <sighs> to her apartment like the husband and she's like you got attacked like tell me how so i can tell my friends and you know they'll believe me it's like completely just completely dissociated from reality but so i i thought a lot about this though because i was also really frustrated with that episode i was like wow this feels like a really unnecessary 24 minutes of content like this could have been mm-hmm. this gag could have been yes five minutes and yes. you could have cycled through really quick short stories and like mm-hmm. we would have gotten it. So I, mm-hmm. I thought about that actually because I had to take a break after that episode. I had a, like a work meeting or something. And I really wanted to reflect on like why was that episode even necessary? And here's what I came to. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was this – and I grew up in Los Angeles. There was this – I think it was like this arson uh, – uh, what do they call people who light things on fire? I mean, yes, arson is the action, yeah. but what are they called? Not pyros. Arson? Arsonist? Arsonist? He was a serial arsonist. <laughs> I'm going to go with arsonist being the word. And it was okay. a big problem. It was happening, happening like all over the city. And, oh. um, and, it, it, and it started like small, but then it started going to like schools and hospitals. And like it, it, it was like becoming a, a problem. And they were trying to figure out like who this person was and, I think he had – I think by the end of it – I don't remember, but it, it – like at least a million dollars in damages. Like it could have been way more than that. But I remember at the time as a kid being kind of scared about this because um, I had to go like throw out the trash. And I think like the dumpsters mm-hmm. like where most of these fires started. So like I remember that mm-hmm. particular that week sense. I was like really a little, little scary of going to throw eee! the trash away. But I'm like I guess it's on fire. I remember being at school and like – Everybody had a story like what well, I heard or I saw this guy and I told my dad about it or like, oh, my dad told me that like they think this person is just a college student who's drunk or this person thinks he's a homeless. And I remember like sitting in a circle and being like, if you don't tell a convincing story, you're shit. Like, like if you don't have a story that like is somewhat uh, believable uh. that you can brag about. Mm. Like you weren't cool in that moment. And and I also remember like if any of those stories made me walk away feeling anxious about something, I remember going like, damn, that one could really be true. Even though if none of them were true. Like these – we were in elementary uh-huh. school just, you know. What did you know? Our imagination running wild telling stories to like scare yeah. the other person. And that's what it felt like for me. I, I think that when – people are really scared of the same thing they come together and mm-hmm. that's like how they find comfort even if they're lying i don't know if you've ever dealt with anything like that but i feel like i've seen this i've experienced it i really 
don't know. Like, not definitely not something like that. That was like mm. real life. I mean, I don't know. I feel like people would say we had th- this thing called the gates of hell in mm. my town. And it was basically just a, a, an opening to the sewer that you could just walk in. Okay. And the Jersey Devil lived in there, don't don't you know? Oh. And some people went to the gates of hell. And huh. like maybe they told stories or something, but like I like I don't know, but I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. Of like the talk of the town, the yeah. cat, like I, you know, the cattiness of that. No offense, like you know, because you were kids, it doesn't yeah. matter. But like, I, I get that that is a thing. And in that, you know, in in, in that episode, are we looking at where's your humanity? Mm. Like, is that the is that the question? You know, like where's your humanity? People are being attacked, yeah. and we're just talking about it like it's like no big. Deal. Oh, the the milkman is sleeping with somebody or whatever like yeah yeah i don't know i still don't think it needed to be a full episode but i understand the point of like you know the cattiness yeah it was it, it, it was interesting the fact that they felt that needed to be because i would get wrapped up sorry i would get wrapped up in the story and then they would go back to those damn women and the thing was each of the women in the circle were going, oh, no, that would never be true. But you know what I heard? Oh, no, that's like they're telling each other that their others that their story's wrong. And I'm like, this is annoying. That was so done. I didn't I couldn't finish it. I was like, I literally just like I had the time. I was like, I literally don't want to watch this anymore. Yeah, I get it. But I get I, I get what you're saying. I get why it was there. Yeah. I, I Yeah, it, I. It's it's a tough one. It's thirteen episodes end to end the whole series. Um, it's definitely a tough one to get through. And if horror is your thing, if like heavy, I'll say like heavy subjects are your thing, it's definitely going to touch on the most hor- horrific of child pornography i'm sorry i'm laughing it just is like can't fucking believe that's in this um assault they're gonna talk about like i don't know prostitution which isn't really like a bad subject but anyway just tons of stuff and and suicide like you said god just be ready for that and if if you're if horror is your thing this is for you like i think that's basically it if horror is your thing this is for you so, the, you know, Paranoia Agent came out in the U.S. It was on Adult Swim, and I was reading a lot about why it got – so at one point it got banned on television yes. in the U.S., and probably for some of the reasons that we're talking about now, obviously television today is a little bit more liberal than – in terms of what, you know, is allowed to be on television than, let's say, in the early 2000s when this came out. I think this came out in 2004. So, I mean, it was banned, and then it was rolled back from being banned, but it was censored. <coughs> all the nudity was censored. All of the... the so, this is, I thought this one was really interesting, though. Um, they say, God damn it, a lot. And, oh, like, oh, God. And, like, all of those were censored, too. I thought that was really interesting. <laughs> those moments. Really? Yeah. 
Oh, by the way, did you watch this dubbed or subbed? Because I watched it in English dub. I watched it in English dub. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even find it on sub. And I, I mean, I didn't particularly oh, really? especially hard, but. You know what, though? Because I, um, were you watching on the Crunchyroll app on your no, phone? No, I wasn't. I actually watched it on Prime. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I think they have the sub on Crunchyroll. Oh, do they? Okay. Um. So, I mean, the censoring of God makes a lot more sense when you think about it from the perspective of it being done in English dub. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I just thought that was really funny that in 2004, it's using the word God as in, oh, my God and God damn it, which, like, I guess there are definitely families here in the U.S. that would like that's frowned upon. Obviously, not mine, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> so that was pretty funny that, that that's why it got censored. Everything OK? Yeah, I could totally see why this was censored. Yeah, at least at the very at least, at least like you know if we're talking like uh, like you said, uh, how many years ago? Like two thousand four is when it came. If we're talking out. like ten, yeah, t- almost ten years ago. Like I, yeah, I get that. Twenty, and I think twenty I don't... years ago. <gasps> twenty years ago, yeah. That stinks. Yeah, I would believe that. I would totally believe that. But I think this would be shown today. Yeah. It's, like everything. It's and been anything. reverted. Like it's no longer banned. It's it's no longer censored, but it's definitely, you know, a difficult mm-hmm. watch. Alrighty, team. And with that, it's been our anime show. And I've been a green queen. And I've been a binge monster. And next time, we'll talk about something else.